Welcome to Onto Something. Uh, good day, everyone. I am Yanni Devet for this, the very first episode of the Onto Something podcast. Uh, today, I am joined here by my recording magician, Vedia Jonker. We're at his house. Say, say hi there, Vedia. Don't Hello. be shy. Hello. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we actually, if we sound less nervous than we do in the actual episode, that is because we're recording this afterwards. So we, we were so excited to get going, we forgot to introduce ourselves. Now you know who we are, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks, Verde. <laughs> Yo, that was my like first mic check ever. Like, what a journey. Yes, man. This is so weird. Yeah. So like weird speaking English. I mean, a tame it, thing to speak English. We, we're doing our best, and I do think, I do think we're doing a pretty good job. I mean, that is, we, we're sort of really falling into the, like the elephant in the room. Like, <laughs> what's going on with these people? Like, why do they sound the way they sound? Right? You I mean, know, it's it is, it is quite difficult for us to to do this to some extent, I suppose. Um, but out of the comfort zone. Yeah, out of your comfort zone a bit, but I think it it makes you think a bit more maybe about everything that you say. Yeah. Because in like if you speak Afrikaans, sometimes you just blurt things. Yes. But this slows things down a bit, which I think might might help out actually. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> like, so so the reason, sorry, what we what we're discussing is the fact that the two of us are, um, well, for those in South Africa, they will obviously know we are Afrikaans, and then for those outside of South Africa, we are two Afrikaans guys in the basic like the Afrikaans hotspot of. Of South, Africa. of South Africa and then by extension the world right it's one of those <laughs> things like if you're the best in South Africa you're the best in the world at that specific thing so yeah we, we two um, Afrikaans people in, in Bluefontein South Africa yeah um, and we decided to well not actually decide it, it feels like it was decided for us to be honest yeah definitely like, yeah it was bound to happen for both of us exactly to, to do something like this yeah. that's that's really the way that i that i feel about this because i mean i've sort of had this notion of starting a podcast going uh since beginning lockdown i was like i'm feeling frustrated and i Ooh. used to spend a lot of time driving and things and now i need another outlet for myself yeah and i think that's how it started for me honestly and i think i wonder if you look at the number of podcasts on um like Apple Podcast or whatever, I think they've grown exponentially during lockdown. I think yeah, a lot of people I'll, are looking for ways. I agree. Someone tweeted the other day, there's more people starting podcasts than, than there are people listening to podcasts at yeah, the moment. Yeah. Um, which I think is actually true. <laughs> I think that's the case because, I mean, um, myself, I'm not, I know you're an, you're an avid podcast listener. Yeah. Um, I do listen to uh, snippets of other podcasts. Yeah, I have to say the last while I haven't been listening to that many because uh, I used to listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. Yeah. And since he, he's not on YouTube anymore, I don't know, it's different watching him on Spotify. It's weird. Oh, is it? Is, yeah. it, is it a weird, like, yeah, like do you I mean, feel like you're cheating Spotify on someone? Spotify isn't a video platform or, or like you're, they are now, <laughs> but I mean, you're not, you're not used to thinking of them as a video platform. It's a new thing. They, so did, they're a music platform. Yeah. So, so do you think... I mean, I'm a, I'm a Spotify man myself to some extent. Do you yeah. think it was a mistake of them to go this? 
not for him like he got the cash yeah yeah like he, he's, he's not complaining obviously uh-huh. we actually wanted to speak about what how we how this thing started <laughs> yeah so how so we were how it happened so so this is where my idea you but you had a so tell me where were you during this point did you also start having thoughts? Do you think? Do you think we started? Do you think Joe Rogan romanticized the idea of starting a podcast? I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think he was the first person to convince like the average person that podcasting can be a way to like get crazy reach and yeah. make a huge success and a awesome life for yourself. You, you can yeah. create it if you do that, and or if you're successful in doing that. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so, man. But yeah, it wasn't the first guy that started it, but yeah. I think he got it to in front of to be people. viable in and front, like he got it in front top of, of mind for people as yeah. well. So, do you? Um, I mean, I guess it's weird for us to kind of have this conversation. But do you think that's part of what drives like this? Like the would, money, would, would you, you, would you like the money? It, the, the money? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. At least not for now. Yeah. I mean, like we won't get any money for exactly. at least another few years, probably. Um, so yeah, I think it's some. We we both doing it for something bigger than money. Yeah. Money is like a byproduct, hopefully. But even if it doesn't happen, and um, both of our lives allows it. I still want to do this. Exactly. That's that's what I'm thinking too. Like yeah. it's it's more about the sort of because as you said now like, that we we both do this more for the enjoyment of it because we we're not expecting much from this. Like if we can, in, in my opinion, if we can um, contribute to one person's life being like changed, like like if we can get a, yeah. a listener who like, like if, so, if I, one I, person I dig, can relate with I us, dig this so, and yeah. like he listens every week and it's like changes his life or her life or whatever yeah. then it'll be like With yeah what? boy we, yeah. we made it yeah. like it's 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 successful now right totally um so i mean so so you started thinking about podcasts so yeah so like about Two years back, um, I'm going to plug something now, lol, but you're in track session. <laughs> yeah. Two years back, we started that. It's a worthy and, plug. And, and two years back, we started that. And I thought by myself, like, oh, I wanted to do that because I was into recording. And I just thought, like, I have to do something. Even if, if I do it for free, I have to do something a lot of times to get experience and get big bit at it. Yeah. And then eventually after that, I was thinking a lot about speaking in front of people not like in front of crowds or whatever but just like normal speaking to people just getting be- how do you get better at it and you just have to talk more <laughs> essentially yeah so yeah that that also like made me think about like how's what's a way that i can practice speaking without like making like making it horrible to practice speaking <laughs> yeah exactly like, like it's just around but I, i've heard <laughs> it, I've, I've heard it be said that people with who can speak a second language when they speak that second language, is also some sort of um, transition happening. Yeah, definitely. Like your, your personality yeah. gets altered there slightly be, in a certain direction. There has to be different connected synapses in the brain. Like, yeah, For each that of links those. to different experiences. I remember when I was in Amsterdam, I met this kid. Who, well, I mean, I was a kid. Well, still I am a kid to some extent, I suppose. We should probably tell people how old we are at some <laughs> point and like give them some context. But we'll, we'll get to that. I met, I met this guy in, in Amsterdam and he... Um, was just taking some Spanish classes. Like he was like 
a week or whatever into it. So the only thing you could say was, um, my name is, and then his name was, I can't even remember to be honest. Like it was just on a night out. They call it a bohol, like a, a party out. Oh. And this guy, um, when he got very drunk, the only thing he kept on saying over and over again was this Spanish thing from hi, my name is. <laughs> and I think, as you say, like it's, it's that thing of it, learning a new language is like very deeply, like it's a very deep process that happens. It's a new yeah. way of thinking and you develop all these new yes, synapses. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're switching to that part of the brain, it's like a new you, like there's, there's a slightly, yeah. slightly different person. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's what I mean. That's what interest, what's interesting about South Africa. Like we've got all of these like eleven official languages, right? Yo, yes, that's, that's great. And then you get people who can speak like multiple of those, like four, five, or whatever. It's it's quite insane. Yo, it's it's changing a lot. I sidetracked so, us again hard. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I keep on sidetracking us like this. We're never gonna get through our story, but I love it because I this is a long too. this is a long story. <laughs> this is gonna be a long conversation. Anyway, yo, that was just way back. I got that reasoning was like kind of happening in my mind. And so I was looking for a way to do it. Yeah. And then I, I had an idea for a podcast and then I just, I, I just couldn't do a project like that alone. Like I needed someone. And I think that's kind of the same thing that happened to you. So like, it's so cool that like the podcast happened together before we knew one another actually yeah exactly like it's so cool like um the way things happen it was just like you know in a sense it had to happen exactly i mean what how it was bound to happen how we met each other was we i was at a um that imoya mini music festival thingy oh yeah obviously no festival festivals during these these trying times of COVID. um but I was at that thing and I mean, normally I just start talking to like people all over the place, which is part of why I wanted to start this thing. Like I'll stand around at like a shopping center and a random browser will come up to me and he's like, um, hello, this is who I am and where I'm from. And in the beginning I was like, this is strange behavior. Like this is not, this is not. Not everyone's like that. that, That's not the case for everyone. (laughs) And then I realized in, in the, at some point, I almost want to say, not that it pissed me off, but it was like, it was like sort of working on my, like people would just introduce themselves to me. But then I started thinking of it as a, like, there's obviously something going on. So I might as well, I should start playing to this, this strength of mine. Yeah. So by now when a random comes up to me and like, hi, this is who I am. I just like run with it. Like who, who that's awesome, tell dude. me your story and who you are. And I mean, that, that's the idea with this, right? So, like, I just want to get people on here who want to tell their stories and no one, like, there's no one who really wants to listen in some cases. In some cases, I just think they have a cool story and, like, I've, I've looked at them. Mm. And you get those people on and, like, they bring a sense of perspective back to to the listeners. Mm. That, that's the idea, basically, is yeah. I feel like we've lost a lot of perspective, even from this whole COVID thing. Like, we're very like shut in our lane and we just want to narrow-minded or single-minded yeah like i mean it's it's fair enough i mean it's tough times to survive so if you need to use all of your self and energy just to get through this and you don't want to grow now that's fine i mean during harsh during harsh winters a tree won't decide okay i'm going to shoot new branches like crazy now Mm. because it's it knows it's gonna like deplete its energy shooting into those yeah 
I agree, dude. I, but just on that note, I think there's so many people that like wasted the time they had in the lockdown. Yeah. Huh? I, I think so, but you can't blame them. No, I hear you. But like, I don't know. It's I think that's just, I, maybe that's super negative now, but like, it was just something that astounded me. Like, it's such a waste of potential. And that saddens me. Like, Yeah. Because I mean, yes, man, people can do crazy stuff if they set their mind to things. And like, even if they just make small, like really ridiculously small incremental steps each day, yeah. it'll take you so crazy for you won't believe it. And, and I mean, it's it's been two, well, it's going to be, it's a year now, but I mean, we're not really at the end of it. So it's going to be like yeah. two years out of, Sure, that, that's okay. to some extent taken out of your life. Yeah. I mean, if you if you look at someone who turns like that's a decent chunk to like. Where can you? What can you do in two years? Yeah, like there's there's a decent. I mean, if if we run with this thing, imagine this baby growing over the next two years. It can be so much fun. Like I really yeah, see. Do. Yeah, like it it can also just we can just um, try and reach so many more people like with with the stories and things like that growth can just be insane yeah i think i think the reason why people waste their time is honestly just they don't believe in themselves i think that's the actual maybe the thing behind the scenes that's running a lot of that show eh? like, you think so i think yeah people don't know what they're capable what they're of and sometimes like a person just next to you can 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 see it so clearly like you're so good in this thing yeah and then you will yeah. have this insecurities like I've no idea how to do this. Like I'm one percent there, and the other person's like, "No, dude, you're like ninety percent there." Exactly, <laughs> like you're out of your ass. <laughs> we're really underplaying us. My dad and I was actually speaking about just before coming here. Yeah. We were talking about that wow. that exact thing. Like we we underplay ourselves hard mm. in so many things, and that's like it's it's part of accountability, right? If you if you've got a friend who you'd expect, suppose you. Um, start throwing your life away, like making shitty decisions. It, you'd expect a good friend to tell you, listen, man, you're not, you're making mistakes here. Yeah. I feel like another part of accountability is if you see someone who's really, if you, your friend is very good at something, like tell them, like identify this trait in you. I think you should pursue that yeah. like further. Yeah. Yeah. Give the compliments. And, exactly. And give the encouragements to, uh, when you, get the opportunity to do that because if if prior to that we all operating at like 70 percent because we're scared yo, to to, th to yo, throw dude, all of that in I, right? I just wanted to say i think it's a scare it's a fear of change essentially because like you have to do something new yeah to be able to grow like if everything stays the same all the time like you won't ever grow yeah you have to like do something new once in a while and I mean, get out of that comfort zone again. You're that's the whole concept of uh, of growing muscles as well, right? You can't grow muscles. Do well, you can grow them doing the same thing over and over, as long as you make it like heavy or whatever. Yeah. But if you wanna if you wanna create like real fitness and strength and mobility, you need to keep on changing it up. The minute it gets used to one Yo. thing, you throw something new in, and all of us, you're like your body just like you. We humans are very resilient creatures. I mean, that's one yeah. of our biggest traits. So whatever you throw at us, we're going to survive it. I mean, for COVID, so imagine we were worried about the survival of the human species from COVID. We're far from that. Yeah. yeah like, it's, we're that. not worried about 
surviving, surviving. As, a, as a species. Yeah. As a species. Like no, we're, no. Very, we're very far from no. that. So imagine the sort of devastation that has to rain down on us for us to start fearing like human wipeout. And you said, we, we spoke earlier about like um, the tracking of these sort of um, like spatial and uh, planets, planets and, and stars and, and things. Whatever, yeah. And you said they actually use Doppler in some instances yeah. to calculate like what's yeah, going so on. Yeah, so everyone normally knows the Doppler effect of the ambulance like coming closer and going away and then the frequency goes up and down again. Um, as it goes away, it gets more like warm less cold and in when it's closest it'll be like a more high, freq- high frequency i feel like you're describing this but you can just just make us a sound give us your best like, motorbike give us okay, your best okay, motorbike okay, impersonation ambulance going by. they use the doppler effect to to see how far uh, planets are from us like by seeing how the how the color of the planet literally like changes that's like, pretty they insane, use that though. to determine like yeah, the distance between planets between. and crazy stuff like that. Yeah, it's really cool. It's crazy what like we've discovered, right? As you said, like us as humans have done these crazy things where we are now in a position where we can measure our forties to like that thing that you see up there. Like, yeah. yeah it's, it's about this far. Can you imagine That's crazy, us being dude. able to but it's the the weird thing if you but think technology, of, dude. Technology is crazy, eh? But the the weird thing is yeah. it's, it's basically what you said earlier. It's people just making the most of their time. So if, 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 if you as a person can just make the best of your time, that's where you're going to end up. Yes. Because everything's just going to keep on growing by those little yes. margins over many, 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 many years. And snowboarding like the meteor that's going <laughs> to take out Tokyo or wherever it comes down. <laughs> um, I think meteor is actually the opposite term for snowballing. Are you serious? Is, is that... I just thought of it now. I don't know. Like, but like when it comes the in, burnout. it's burning out. So yeah, like it's yeah, getting so smaller and smaller and smaller. It's quite the opposite of. And probably exponentially smaller, like a snowball gets exponentially bigger. I don't know. It probably does, actually, to be honest. Because if you think of how it burns out, no, it, it really, really probably does. We were still talking about lockdown things oh, and yeah. this podcast and how we. Oh, yeah, together. sorry, that was me that got us off that No, track. man. Okay, you are? We're just running around this track, cool, to cool, be cool. honest. And so we, at, at that music festival, started talking to all sorts of people. And then a friend of mine who went to primary school with me, yes. um, he came up to me and he said, like, yo, you're just standing here, like, talking to everyone the whole day. I'm like, yo, I'm thinking of starting, but, but sort of jokingly, like, yo, I'm thinking of starting a podcast, to be honest. And he's like, dead serious. He looks at me, he's like, oh, yeah, I've got a friend who also wants to start a podcast. <laughs> I'm like, I was kind of joking. Like, I was 60% joking, 40% serious. But now, like, now you've got me thinking about this properly. At that stage, I also was probably, like, 51% into it and like 49% jokingly saying it to people because I, I was also like thinking about it but I just wanted to start speaking about it yeah to see whether I'm actually like into it and you know as I started speaking it just happened so like you know and it, here we are like. exactly it's 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 one of those things where I think you can see you can see when someone's doing what they like yes and when someone's doing what they like they tend to do it well yes if you look at Robert Sapolsky, is that, am I saying that correctly now? If you look at him 
lecturing. You can see this is someone doing what they were born to do. Yeah. Okay, he's a he's a bi- behavioral psychologist and a clinical uh, a behavioral psychology and behavioral biology. biology also. Yeah, yeah, yeah th- those are his fields. Yeah. So I mean, but then you see this guy lecture, and you're like, this guy's a rock star right now. Like he, those students are hanging, and I mean, we hanging on his lips, and he just has this like in like in his power to be honest. Yeah. He, he, yeah, it's, it's, every minute he has off not teaching, he goes on like trips to Africa and studies <laughs> with the baboons and the gorillas and things. Something, yeah. Like it's it's a crazy like it's crazy to see someone live that fire like that. That's awesome, dude. And I mean that is it makes you feel good just seeing them enjoying what they do. Exactly, like it's amazing. And, and and that's so. That's what the idea with this then basically was to get people on here with that sort of fire and drive, yes. like just burning through them. And when you hear the stories of those sort of people, I mean, some of the people we'll get on will be people who have made it big, like who are successful already. Yeah. Um, some of the people we'll get on will be people like in the hustle, like fighting for that. But I mean, they will all, they will all no they're chasing what they love like that that's the idea for me like we get people cool and we okay. can see like these guys that's cool i like that yeah and what what's what i also like is the fact that i mean we're not affiliated with any Anything organizations or anyone, or anyone. like so the we we're just sharing our thoughts so people yeah. people know there's like there's we, we're driving no agenda. We drive, we're not doing anything. This is no... Not, not trying to get anyone in the Illuminati or anything. Yeah, we're not recruiting anyone <laughs> into anything. Our main aim with this is just to give people that, that hope that that, that other, other people's stories can bring you. Yeah, and something seem- to relate with. Just something that somewhere where you know someone's thinking like you are all... Yeah, exactly. Or, or someone's thinking you, you know, completely yeah. the opposite of you, <laughs> yeah. and it changes the way you think about things completely. Yeah. But even if it just makes you think, I think it's worthwhile. Yeah, so much like definitely. Or, or even if it just helps you escape for a little while. Yeah. Because I mean, sometimes things can be quite hectic during well during general times, but especially during these times. And so, if you can have half an hour in your day. Were you just listening to someone else tell their story and it helps you um, get out of your story for a bit? Th- that'll be worth it as well and like really help and contribute. Mm. <laughs> um, I- I'm thinking of something now that I think actually Joe Rogan said it. It's, uh, um, it's something in the sense of um, uh, a great comedian is someone that you can trust enough that you can make the allow them to think for you. Uh, something like that. And I really liked it because I feel it's the same way with Port Gossing. Like that's like our role if if we if like if I'm on the podcast or whatever, but whoever's like in front of a mic, it's your role to make people trust you enough that you can think for them and reason for them in the conversation with the other person. That is like, that is it's, it's a cool that like, is a very cool way philosophical to, yeah you know, you know, that's I a like very it. cool way of thinking about it because as like people are trusting you with their ears and brains for the next 
like while yeah they're giving you all their time they're giving why, you- why should they give you your, their time exactly so yeah. they're, they're giving you and then you should think for them and they should then unplug from you and you should have added something like so- something should have changed somewhere or the yeah. way they think about something or the way they look at something should have changed yeah I th- and I think that's I like that. or they should just feel happier maybe yeah like even even if you just pl- like I listen to I listen to one podcast in in particular it adds nothing to me. like I've learned nothing I haven't changed my opinions on anything but it makes me happy that's all it does <laughs> like it just makes me is it like, funny it's yeah it's silly and it's silly nonsensical funny. and it okay. really it sort of goes nowhere I, I I'd hate for them to hear me say this about them to be honest I also wanted on, to agree and then I was thinking, yeah, maybe I shouldn't because if they cry. On episode zero, we like get, make enemies with my favorite podcast. <laughs> but maybe I'll just never mention Ooh, their names. No, I, I, I think I, no I, th- I think I should just now never mention their names. Do you know Theo Vaughn? No. That would be mine. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's like super funny, dude. And I haven't changed my mind, like, but I think about stuff, but just makes you feel good and he's so funny like exactly like you, know, you just escape for a bit and he's yeah. a stand-up comedian actually yeah so very cool very funny yeah yes. and then he like you as you say you you give him your brain for a bit yeah he juggles with it in his way yes and then you take it back and then then you feel better <laughs> yeah it's like a waste of time but not because you feel better yeah it's very interesting the um sort of basic human things that we chase right yeah, like we, I read somewhere an article about how they say the internet and technology, that sort of thing. And like instant gratification is very much the enemy of that, like progress thing kind of. Because now as a human, you've got like a few basic needs, right? So you want to eat, you want to be safe you want to procreate and you want to some degree there's some form of aggression like fighting and okay. like competing that sort of thing. Oh, like a sense of adventure or yeah. uh, something that's like an adrenal outlet exactly like, okay. that, that sort of exactly that sort yeah. of thing and now with the age of internet you can get all of that from your couch because you're sitting on your couch, like it's safe, like you're in your house. There's even in South Africa. I mean, we rarely, you, you don't really ever feel unsafe in your space. Yeah, yeah. I think if we have any people listening from overseas, I mean, they might have a certain view of South Africa and how it is here. But it's like in your space, you feel, you know where it's dangerous, but you don't feel unsafe in. Yeah, I, I think I'd have to just say like, there's still like more. Uh, better and worse like cities though yeah like there's some sketchy places and but, sketchy parts of cities but i think like that's everywhere like even in new york there'll be a place that's like super sketchy even yeah. wherever you, you we so, just know to stay out of those places yeah so i think it's the same as as a lot of overseas places in a lot of ways actually or no no definitely I, and i mean um so you're feeling safe you're feeling, you, you Uber Eats yourself food, so you've got food. Then you play some games with your friends online. You get that sort of uh, social box ticked off. And also you, you play like a shooter game or whatever. So you get that adventure, like I did something like today I went on adventure. I, 
yeah. was this like went to war today basically if you're playing call of duty or whatever you're playing and now my flatmates are into this valheim thing now quite oh, insane I know, yeah i know very cool cool um like a viking simulator basically okay um but now you're ticking off all those boxes and even like do things like porn like, sorry that was the last so, that was yeah, the last oh, one so your oh. sexual gratification you're getting from from porn now you the animal part of our brains which has been the part that has been running this system for like the longest time like the we, middle we're getting we only yeah we we only getting humans have been around for very long and we only at like the very tip of that like sort of the modern human i suppose if you want to call us that and now you've got us having access to all of these instant gratification things but it's still being run and maintained by this animal brain of ours mm, mm. and so you, you're ticking off all those boxes you like i just had a big meal like I, i'm a good hunter i just um killed three goats and two vikings and pillaged a city so i'm like a strong warrior and then the last one is then you turn to porn and you have that experience yeah i just made it with an attractive like partner yeah and your brain is or the sense of it or the, or the, or exactly the illusion of it. And, and your brain is firing up it's like you did good today mm -hmm. and a part of our brains also want to conserve energy so you don't want to spend if you can find a way to do that that's cheap energy wise you're like let's go i mean your energy your body moving that's that's an energy bill right food is an energy bill if you yeah. if you buy food you're basically just paying yeah you're changing money for energy yeah you're, like you're exchanging money and some experience for probably. energy probably and then some yeah, like some nice in taste our, and some, cu some culture in the, in and the first century you didn't pay much for experience <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think that's time like I, I think that i think the um like first century cuisine <laughs> cuisine life was pretty limiting I think they just try not to be seen as a wedge. <laughs> your, your main priority is not being accused of being a wedge. Like you just avoid counting in front of people, and then you you probably be safe because yeah, um, yeah, crazy time. Imagine, and I mean crazy that's dude. that's relatively long ago, but it's not that long ago, right? Oh, true. And now we hear we everything's changed, and your your brain's running on this in this new times but it's still very much an old agey brain yeah dude can i say something on that note yeah of course um, it's really cool like i'm super into elon musk dude you'll hear me speaking about him every time i'm in a conversation with you yeah i, I love that guy <laughs> um but he explained it like really well the amygdala like the animal part that you were speaking about the animal part of your brain the core parts with the emotional and the core needs kind of um desires whatever and then the front prefrontal cortex or the frontal cortex that's like the evolved part when you're like um get being an getting to be an adult and which that's the part we we actually think and decide what we want to do and plan the duration path and outcome i think it's the three things i normally say okay. like the way you plan out to do things you like organizing your life and making plans for the future all of that but we think that part's in control but that's that's where we're so wrong like the animal part's still running our lives and we don't realize it we think like the thinking part of the brain is in control but the dumb part of the brain is actually running your life 
like even if you want to do like the craziest coding thing yeah you can't do that if the animal part wants not food on board. now like no matter like if the animal part wants food now you're gonna do that yeah if, if you have, have opportunity to have sex and whatever like or whatever the thing is like your the brain, animal part will take over. The animal part's gonna take over. You can think you're in control of your brain, but your and so the same things happening with the the with Elon Musk and them are now with the Neuralink. So there's another a third layer coming on top of the smart part, and that part will be way smarter still. But that part will be controlled by the Neuralink. frontal cortex and will still be controlled by the animal part, even though we're like getting into Wait, computers what? and crazy stuff. Yeah, so the part outside will still part will still be still be running your life. So, so the, he's not the gonna, animal he's not... part, although it doesn't speak computer language, will run the computer's life. That is very very crazy. Cool, eh? So the animal part will still be the principal driver of everything yeah. that happens through Neuralink until Neuralink can get deep enough into the brain where they can, um, um, maybe chemically or maybe just through the. Um, electrons firing or whatever if they can uh, with the probes whatever um <clears throat> can stimulate the deepest parts because then they can manipulate the animal part then you can like program your animal part to change different but it's very complicated to get to that level of the brain without affecting the outer sides like in any way so it's like a long process but i think this is going to happen crazy shit in our lifetimes yeah. dude like <sighs> yeah I don't think there's going to be um, eye doctors in 50 years or from now. I don't think, I don't think there's so many like, like radiologists. Yeah. Why, why would we trust your eyes? If I can trust a computer that can see every pixel. Much better. I'm going to have a computer. I don't need a radiologist. AI is better. Um, why would a person drive? The AI is better. Why would a person, whatever. Um, you think people aren't going to care about eyes anymore? No, it's just going to be replaced already. Like you, you won't ever have glasses or use of that. Um, yeah, they're, they're going to fix a lot of stuff now. There's a lot of breakthroughs in that. There's a guy, Andrew Huberman. Sorry, I'm ranting like crazy. No, I love it. Um, go check out Andrew Huberman. He's a ophthalmologist and a neuroscientist, and. He speaks a lot about your eyes wife is an optometrist, right? Sorry, your wife is an optometrist. So she's an optometrist. Yeah. So like glasses and yeah. contact lenses, but um, he's an ophthalmologist. Yeah, so which is like a, a doctor that specialized doctor in specialized eyes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, my wife also works for for an ophthalmologist. Okay. Which is really interesting. So, so that's why you so really that's why you seclude up on the on the world of eyes. Um, I try to like learn from it, yeah, but yeah. I'm not that good with biology though. But um, but the uh, Andrew Huberman, go definitely go check his stuff out. He has a lot of cool. Um, in, there's a lot of cool interviews with him. Like I think there's like 20 podcasts that I've seen. What different is it? What ones is it? That has speak that has spoken with him about all of his stuff. Yo, he's the ophthalmologist and neuroscientist, and I think he actually works at Stanford as well. And he's like super super into the like the most futuristic stuff and current crazy studies with eyes and with like on the cutting edge stuff. of everything like amazing stuff dude amazing stuff yeah but go listen to is, is he involved with Neuralink as well or is there no um no he speaks a little bit about it sometimes but like he has friends in Neuralink okay. like colleagues it's also like neuroscientists or whatever 
that uh, so he knows about st some of the stuff more than the average person you're saying colleagues in Neuralink now Ima ima you're saying colleagues in Neuralink now imagine what when it rolls out one day like officially and it, you can plug into it like you're gonna have people who's in like you know when the internet came out apparently people asked each other like that was before our, like we started using computers but apparently people spoke like are you on on the internet that's wow, how, that yeah, how, that's, that's how great, people man. are going to talk about Neuralink, right? It's are like, you on Neuralink? Are you on on the Neuralink? Like, so so you said he has colleagues in Neuralink, obviously working for Neuralink. Yo. But at some point we're going to talk like that. Like, my my friend just got the the new Neuralink. Well, dude, I mean they're starting this year with people already. Are they? That is hectic. They're bringing out products this year. I feel but like the, but I feel like it's a very big jump from pigs it, to. It is crazy, but I mean, with the pigs that like, but the the concept has been proven like way, I think like a lot of years ago. Yeah, so actually. it's just new to the time now. But the thing that they did is they were able to do it a factor of 10 better than the previous people that tried oh, to do oh. it. So like with the previous people, maybe they had like 10 or, or uh, 10, um, what's it? I, I forget the name, like probes in the brain yeah. to stimulate the monkey or something. <clears throat> like they have a thousand wires that they put in your brain. Okay. So that factor makes a like big difference between what you can do with all those probes. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. That changes makes sense. you can create in the brain, or just um, the amount of stuff that you can, Data you can um, read. observe your yeah, from mm. the brain. So that's really cool. And the another thing that's really interesting to me, like coming from a medical kind of technician workplace, Yo. is like the the amount of. <clears throat> the amount of breaks breakthroughs is gonna happen in brain research just because of the Neuralink. Because I mean, up to now, like you have MRIs and CTs and all of that. Yeah. But it's really difficult sometimes to follow exactly the the path of a certain neuron firing or something like that. So, like if if you if you have wires like in the whole brain, yeah, yeah you yeah. can like I think it's gonna be way more possible to trace the flow of electrons in the brain and stuff like that. So I think that's going to be huge for research. I think the next 50 years is going to be crazy, dude. I think so too. I'm so psyched to be alive in this time. Yeah. No, I th so I don't know whether you've, I read an article on, um, so actually because of my job, it's weird how our jobs, our day jobs feed into this conversation now, but that's cool. I mean, that's, I love it. that's why you've got other things going as well. Right. So <clears throat> you to keep stay interesting. <laughs> oh, I guess so. Like we just, we just keep on doing things to stay interesting. Right. Um, but in, we, we've got like continuous professional development sort of things. And then I had to read an article and this article was titled the second half of the chessboard. Okay. And what the concept is about is, you know, um, I think it's Boyle's Law, which says that every two years, um, um, processing wait. power doubles. Um, 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 hold on. I'll, I'll get back to you. I know. Yeah. I just, I, but yeah, I know. Yeah. So, so you know the concept, right? Yeah. Now what they Moore's Law. Moore's Law. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, Boyle's yeah. Law, I think, is something with gas, to be honest, like that we did in... Um, Maybe. Yeah, okay. In like physics. So, so, so what they're saying about the second half of the chessboard thing is we are now, since the development of computers, no idea exactly yeah. when that is, but we are now about 30 um, cycles into that. And where the chessboard story comes in, it's that story of the um, Chinese king. 
And this peasant came to him and he said, I've developed this game called chess. I don't know whether you've heard the story. I don't know. And no, the, I don't think so, yeah. And the king was like, so tell me what um, what prize do you want? Like, what? I, I love this game. What can I offer you? And the, or the peasant was like, no, it's, I, I'm just like a poor man. All I want is you to put one piece of rice on the first um, block, two pieces of rice on the um, second block, then four, eight, 16. And then just fill out the chessboard for me, please. And the king was like, what a humble man. Like he brings this fantastic game to me and all he wants for payment is like a few few grains of rice. Like what a what a, Damn, gent- dude. What a gentleman. And then weird, like that exponential growth is out of control. <laughs> yeah, like, that's great. Like the, then, it, then it quickly grows to like something in like suppose all the rice production of China for the last 10 years what? basically. Just because the human brain doesn't want to like comprehend yes. that sort of I exponential. I want to know what's the final amount. Okay. You can you can actually check yeah, that yeah, ch- check that for us. But what the second half of the chessboard refers to is that story, and they're saying so we we thirty we thirty doubles in now. So the pile of rice is it's big, Jeez. like it's 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 crazy when you look at it and when you look at the last pile of rice. But where we're going now, yeah, that's going to be out of control. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. I agree. Like it's did it, it, it crash? Did your phone say not no, today? No, <laughs> no, it didn't crash. I didn't check. now. I'll check. I'll check later. But yo, uh, uh, I know it's like a crazy amount. It is. It is an insane amount, and that's what's going to happen now. So up until now, the growth has felt linear that we've observed, and we, you can sort of make sense. Like I had this phone last year, and next year I'll like upgrade, and this is about what I can expect. Like it will probably be twice yeah. as twice as good. I mean, I bought a phone now after four years again. And I bought it for the same price that I bought this four years ago, and it's two times as good. Yeah, everything's so, exactly yeah, yeah. even some cards. Everything down to some cards. Like it's got two some cards. It's double the storage, double everything. Yeah, double the RAM, double the price. And half the price. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. So now, extrapolate that into over our lifetime now, and we're gonna see some dude, but that's mad exactly what's things happened. happening like, on the Elon Musk thing again. That's yeah, Tesla's. Like you're gonna make more money from your car than what you pay to get the car. That's what I, that's what's happening with Tesla. Like you, you can ju- you have the option. You can just say like people can use my car, and then Tesla will like itself manage your Tesla. The autopilot will manage everything. The person can't steal your car or anything. Like there's a lot of safety and. That you can like insane. get your car washed automatically like off after the days like driving people around and then it comes and get fetches you to go home again but then you make more money with your car than your car costs you so while you're at work your car is driving yeah, other people around, around and, and they pay into your account you. that is insane like and, I, I was underestimating the, the potential of this by a million so at some point you're not going to buy a car for yourself you're just going to you're just going to if you can buy a car you just buy it or you're going to like Uber, Uber is nothing. Like it's what's like Uber? Short drinks or something. Yeah. But I mean, like in South Africa, it's still like going to be a take a while because we don't have the infrastructure for electric vehicles being like used for long, long um, distance Trips. driving. Yeah. Yeah. Driving. Yeah. And like, we don't even have roads in many places. <laughs> I mean, like even yeah. just down the road. Yeah. That, that like um, uh, Duplessis, uh, like the roads are rough. Yeah. No, so sure, I, no. I can imagine you don't but, want your, ele- like something as sensitive as that. To just but, be running along like a pothole. But dude, I just wanted to say, like on the pothole thing, I, I was underestimating how many bottles there are in America. Oh, is it? Mm. Is it quite like rough? The, dude, we always think the grass is green everywhere else. No. Like everyone is 
a portal. Oh, like it's worse at places, but I mean like the the I don't think the the full self driving AI would need to adjust for South Africa yeah, at all. Portals. Actually, the only difference is going to be you have to say your left side driver. Yeah, right. yeah, but that's like a that's sinking the thing. Only setting. What about something? That thing will know what, exactly what to do. What about? Um, I mean, thinking of the reverse, for example, if we had to develop it here and then send it over there. They've got rules about uh, buses, um, school buses. You're not allowed to drive within a certain distance of a school bus, for example. Do you think that all those rules will just... Will they have to look at the rules in every country and you'd basically have to update your South Africa pack, like also on speed limits? Where Do you think speed limits will still apply even? All uh, these in, things... Initially, yes, but then eventually... Like, I think it's going to like depend what's the, what's the ratio of like AI to people driving. Yeah. So, like, if that gets to, like, I think 90% is AI's driving. Like herd immunity. Once, once we reach herd immunity, too. going up. But, I mean, I think it's going to take a long while to get everything on AI. Yeah. I, I think that's going to take, like, maybe 150 years or, like, super long. Yeah, yeah. But I think AI is going to happen. AI driving without people in them, like, will happen in, like, 10 years easy. Time. But, like, 20 years South Africa... What do you um, think about the Grondpad though, like a um, sync road? I think... Because that's the thing I don't think they have. I've watched Mythbusters where they, they invest... Do, no, like I've watched the they Mythbusters episode. They don't have as episode. many as we do. Yeah. Definitely not. And I think... But, but I think they still do. Like it's not... So, like it's on, not in these small towns... Only and, in South Africa that there's like... Yeah. And do you think Tesla handles that fine as well? Yeah, I mean, because they're making trucks. So like the trucks oh, the have trucks to are work in farms and shit. So like they would have to like incorporate everything. This is insane. It's really so cool. So it's going to be very simple so for them just to transfer yeah, it over. I, I really don't think it's going to be that yeah. big like problem. It's going to be nothing. Like everything. Like even the different types of like um, gravel road. Like the sunk part. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Like optimize that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, like... But yeah, the tires is the like, dude. If you can revolutionize tires, you'll change the world. I've seen the people who have the. Have you seen the ball tires? There's a lot of really cool stuff without the air. Without the air, I think yeah. So it's just I like know. I've seen a few, but I haven't seen all of them. I don't know that took technology. I haven't studied it or whatever. But so, so I, this, but I've read this ages ago. So this was a very very long time ago. Where they already had this ball. And what it does is it has sensors on it as well. And then it checks the tread of the tire. And because the ball can decide to rotate whichever way it wants, it keeps on optimizing itself. Oh, cool. So as yeah. you get worn the way you're spinning now, you just turn on your axis a bit. And now it's basically a completely new tire. That's and then cool. you turn a bit and then it's a... Con so, wow. so you're actually using less um, rubber and things. to to So the initial tire is very expensive, but then it runs way, way, way longer. That's crazy. That's the thing with Tesla. Like nothing breaks. Yeah. In in 10 years, you're going to have to replace all your batteries. But other than that, like your brakes get better. Your filters are like, because it's, it's an electromagnetic brake. It's not an actual physical brake. So nothing like wears, wears. and stuff. It's electromagnetic. So, and it gets better at braking. No, but surely there's still AI something. analyzing how to create more traction or less traction. But surely there must still be something that, what what stops it? A magnet. Attracting to what though? To a piece of metal. That's where. On the on the like. Um, 
I'm gonna mess this up completely, but just for the sake of argument, I imagine what it is. Yeah, so there's but a magnet so like, spinning, and then you attract you, on this if side. If you can imagine like a disc, like with a disc brake, and there's there's a disc on both sides, and then on the disc somewhere there's a ma- there's a piece of yeah. that's so so when it comes close, you make it magnetic for a while, so then it bra- holds it back a bit, but it keeps on going, going. so you can brake yeah. re- release, brake release. To create a certain type of brake experience, even that so is like, insane. Yeah, but then and like how, so, if you imagine that, but then you have that on all, all around the piece of metal, you have a bunch. So then you can like create a very ex- super like, very smooth braking, perfect braking system that, is that never wears that get that gets better. But surely it still wears that, doesn't it? Because there's still forces working in on those. Because there's the it's a magnetic field. Just a magnetic field working with another But a magnetic magnet. field can surely still tear something apart, like if it's strong enough. Yeah, but they don't make it too strong. They know what they're doing. So like, yeah. So it's like... You just create, like it's, that it's is, energy being put into a magnetic field doing something. That is insane. And then it... And then uh, it just slows it down. And then it... Yeah. Yeah. So the energy gets transferred like that. Up to the point of breaking it. Like, And as you say, like you can customize your fire in like, this order. And you'll then you change know. like one or two air filters on the servers. That is insane. And then like maybe you'll still every 40,000 40, Ks or whatever, you'll change tires. But like that's it. I, I read. That's why that's why they have a 10 year warranty or um, infinite mile warranty. So in that 10 years, it can just... Because that's, it's only because of the batteries. Yeah, yeah. It's the only port that it's goes. It's only port. That is Other very... Other than the tires, though, and then like small air filters, it's like 100 bucks. Because I, I read a thing this morning, actually, of someone who bought a 2014 Tesla, and although it was on, on that Quora side, and someone asked, is it worth buying a 2014 Tesla with, I think, it was like 95,000 Ks? Yes, dude, definitely. And and someone said, I can't remember whether it was ninety five, uh, so that might be wrong. Well, but someone said like he's got his. It's got no difference from the way it drives. The only thing, as you said, weirdly enough, the only thing he said he had to replace was batteries, and I think actually filters, like you mentioned. I don't think I know you remember two things, but I'm not sure whether the second one was filters. I had to replace two maybe things. Tires. Maybe it was tires. I had to replace two things, and it's still going. The only problem is it does not have the autopilot. So autopilot oh, yeah. apparently you have to launched pay for the upgrade system. Yeah, autopilot launched in October um, 2014. So he's still and also the um, touchscreen or the display, it's slightly bubbly and the leather seats are slightly worn. Okay. Yeah. As as you, I mean that's that's that the, that's the only yeah. way and it gets then is you physically yes. getting in and out of the car. That yes, is insane, man. dude. Yo. I can rant about that go favor. Yeah, the I, only one. I do like, think he is going to pop up in a lot of our conversations. Um, because I, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk to a lot of um, wide ranging people. Yeah. So I mean, like uh, we've got. Uh, There's a lot of like play, things that relate to yeah, him in ways. As but well. so, so we're gonna get like music people on, but it's he's still gonna be relevant always, no matter who we we, yeah. we get on, because it's just such a like wide ranging base that he's covering basically um so yeah i mean we were just talking outside and you were talking explaining to me like one of your big drives and passions and i thought that would be nice to, to for the listeners to get to know the man who's behind the scenes on the on onto something so do you want to elaborate on that a bit like i really want to like make a dent in the world um especially using tech 
By then, to obviously um, mean a good then. Like, like <laughs> yeah, the, the nice sort of then. Yeah, like, not some men want to watch the world burn sort of then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, so, so yeah, through tech, like, I'm, by that, I mean, like, making an app that, like, makes someone's life way better or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Or anyway, like, even if it's just for guitarists, like, something that makes the process of setting up your pedal board or whatever just a way to change people's lives for the better my mom used to work for the society of the blind and they actually someone at the um technicon they developed a walking stick that were like something similar and they gave it to one of her so she had like a guy working with who was blind himself and he he did the thing where you go out to schools of people, like newly blind people, and you orient them. You teach them how to live with this new disability. It's, I mean, it's quite a noble work to do, right? I mean, someone has just lost their eyes. Yeah. And now you go and teach them how to cope with it. I mean, it's now the, the, that's the new normal now. And but on the blind thing, I have to say, like, that's a reason why I won't invest that much into it at this point in, of my life is... I don't believe there's going to be people that are blind in, like needs, I see. 20, in 20 years. I, I don't think there's going to be blind people. You know? yep. that's, but that's, but, again, that Andrew Huberman. Go listen to that dude. Like, yes, dude, they're on the cutting edge of technology and eye surgery and all of that. One of the things I can tell you about him that I remember now is they, they found a way where, like, the person is blind, but he's not blind because the eye isn't working. Is blind because the no. connections between the eye and the brain is weak. Then they put on uh, VR glasses on the blind person and use specific light to stimulate those specific connections between that the brain and the eye. They give it a specific type of light or whatever to exactly stimulate the nerve to get stronger. And then eventually, by like shining light uh. into the eye... They create a better connection between the eye and the brain, and eventually the person can see. The teaching, like stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm probably butchering this whole thing. Yeah. But um, something, something in that way. Like that is insane. Like you practice that, like you exercise a muscle, you exercise that nerve for for the brain constantly over and over and over, and then after a while it gets stronger, and then you can can see again. Probably not perfect sight, but like you get something back. Why Do you not? think it's perfect? Yeah. That is insane. Because Ima- it's just a matter of time. You, If you keep on practicing, it will get to the normal state again. Yeah, I, I suppose that is that is possible. So, I mean, what what happened to uh, my mom's employee or the guy who worked with her when, when he had to demo this walking stick is he they forgot to put in a, anything, any sensor whatsoever. They had a sensor that looks forward and to the sides and things. But they didn't have anything that looks downwards. In the end, also, he walked into a, like a hole because the thing like was looking to the sides and to the front, but not looking down at all. Cl- classic engineering like mistakes. <laughs> like you're thinking of everything, but there's always there's always that one thing that, that comes up and surprises. All different conversation, but uh, like a f- philosophical way of thinking that I really like is don't plan something for like years. Do it. Just yeah. do it. Such a cliche than like just do it, whatever. But get busy get your hands dirty and get into it like if you made the first one and you give it to someone and then they can test it and tell you exactly all the problems 
And so, like, you don't have to make a million of something the first time, first go at it. That's what you told me about the podcast as well. Do one, dude. Wing it, see what the problems (laughs) are, and then you fix the problems and go on. Yeah. But get busy. Like, I like that way of thinking. Because I was very apprehensive about this, and you were like, just show up and we do it, and then we see how it is. Yeah. (laughs) And that helps a lot. It really is a good way to think about it. Yeah, just just go with it. So, so, So that's sort of, I've got this little routine that I do. And it kind of feeds into this. So whenever I shower, the last minute of my shower, I go ice cold. Like only cold That's water. Cool. For one minute. Because I mean, I've got my watch on and then I stand there. I'm like, one minute. Now, now that it's summer, I mean, it's, it's relatively easy. It's not that cold. When you but when it gets to winter, it's tough. It really is tough. And the first time I did it, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, this sucks. It's going to be very difficult. It's going to be painful. It's going to be like not fun. And then I did it, and I was fine the first time. Now I've done it hundreds of times. Every single time I do it, it's still like, yo, this is not going to be fun. Like, this is going to suck. It's going to not be lacquer. I'm not going to enjoy this. But then you do it. And the reason I do it now is not, so it started off with sort of a health benefit thing. Like, this is good for your Mm. uh, muscle recovery and that sort of thing. But by now, it's much more a thing of doing it for the, like, the mental. the mental strength that it gives me. Because now when I'm walking and I see, because this is something that bothered me a lot. You see someone standing next to the street and something tells you, um, greet that person or smile at them or ask them, can you help? You see old Tani walking with the bags? Ask her, um, can I help and, and uh, carry your bags? But it's, we often cut ourselves off from those interactions yes. because it's just that moment of, yes, like, dude. let's do it. Yo. And th- that shower every morning, it's sort of a reminder, like, you know it's going to suck, but when you push through it, or it, it might suck, but you're going to survive. The worst thing that can happen is not that bad at all. I think it relates a lot to the for intermittent fasting. I know you, you, you do intermittent fasting. So with that, it's you're breaking the, you're challenging the animalistic part of you. Like, you have to change your, your habits because it's such a challenge to not eat. Yeah. Like if you eat three meals a day and you have to skip one. When there's food over there. If you have three meals and you have to skip one. If you have to skip three, that's hard. Yeah. But if you keep fighting that fight with your, I don't know, your ego or your your inner self or whatever. I don't know what to call it. Yeah. But if you keep on fighting, it gets easier. It gets easier to discipline yourself. It is tiring because on days where I'm fasting, I'm not, my body's fine. I can, I've had some of my best runs on fasting days. I'm really fine with that. What struggles is my mind. I get moody. I get like irritable fighting with myself. So there's this theory of, um, you said the ego. There's a, there's a theory called ego depletion theory. And what it says is, uh, there's, a, there's been various studies like proving and disproving and whatnot. Okay. But what it says is that we've got a limited amount of self-discipline. That ego. So you've got like a, like a mana pool, basically. Okay. Now you want to do something. You want to eat. Now you're telling yourself you're not allowed to. That takes away some of that ego, like that energy. And what this theory says is that this pool is limited overall, like over all aspects of your life. It's not that you've got ego for exercise and ego for this and ego for that. Yeah. Like it's, so when you're disciplining yourself, you're going for a run when you don't want to go for a run, you're using some ego. And that's why later when you get back home, now you want to have a cookie. You might not have any juice left to say, no, you, you, you shouldn't have that cookie. That relates to the, I think it's Mark Zuckerberg, actually. 
that um, that does this also. Like he only wears this, he wears the same clothes every day. Yes. Like I love that. I've like a bunch of the same shirts. Also, like I love that. I have the same type of pants that I wear every day. I have the same pair of shoes that I wear. I, I, I love that. Like it's it's like choice dip- option, like option overload, right? So yeah, if, if like you need to make so many choices, you can give also yeah. how much attention do you have it's to attention give to actually. things today? How, on how many things can you focus today, or, or you only have that many? minutes a day that you can really focus or and you don't want to waste any of that on choosing what to wear what to eat what do you want to use that on things that's going to change your life yes that makes that makes a lot of sense that that makes a lot of sense to me well i feel that it like works yeah i've I've seen that mentioned again on quora there's often questions like what can i do to change my life and this often comes through gratitude is the one thing that often comes through like have a gratitude journal or something and the other one is this um eliminate the option fatigue from your life because you now just oh, ta- just a, take that's away a, that's the right term yeah, yeah just option fatigue that's just, cool. just take away the option like there's there's this weird concept as well they call it the choice paradox so what this comes down to is if you have someone suppose 10 years ago there was one pair of jeans everyone had the same pair of jeans now if you wanted to go buy a pair of jeans what pair of jeans did you buy the one pair that there was, oh. right? So then you got home and it was kind of not perf- It was not fitting perfectly. It was a bit tight here and a bit loose there. But it was the only jeans there were, so you, were, you had to be happy with it. Now in the last 10 years, they've brought out also skinny jeans and bootleg and all those sort of like um, straight cut and various different types of jeans, right? So now you've got this choice mm. between all the jeans you want. Now the choice you make, now you, now you, choose, you go to the shop, you buy a pair of jeans. You end up with a pair of jeans that's definitely better than the pair you would have ended up had you no choice. So if there was only one pair of jeans, you're better off than in that scenario, right? But because you made in a choice... In terms of the option fatigue. Excuse me? In terms of the option No, no, no not in terms of option okay. fatigue. In terms of what that pair of jeans offers you. Okay. So it's a better fit. It, it fits yeah, nicer yeah, 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 okay. than the, the stock standard yeah, ones, right? Okay. It's better for preference. Yes, yeah. but... Now, a month in, you feel, okay, no, but it's, it actually sits a bit stiff on my calves. I should have gone for the bootleg jean. Now, you actually end up, the more choices you give someone, the less satisfaction they actually get. It, it can happen that they derive less satisfaction from those choices. E- e- even, though, even though they're better off than they would have otherwise been, they're less happy. Because now they had to choose and I made a bad choice if you can only buy one pair of jeans it's not your fault that's the one pair of jeans there is it uh, it's shitty and it's it okay. is what it is yo but if you have to now go out and you chose this one and now it's bad you're like it happens in a lot of things i mean to a certain extent the choices that we have now living in the era we're living in is much more than anyone ever had in the history of it's crazy, life dude. right i mean we've we we're so versatile exactly you know, we, we have so much going for us just look at us sitting here. We're Yo. living a king's life. Like Yo. you go to a fridge, you take out a cold beer. Like what is that? Yo. And yes. and now we need to start looking for choices in like, or now we start looking for choices in other things because when a thousand years ago, you always, the only thing you worried about was where am I going to get food for tonight? Like how am I going to survive Yo, what the do next I have to week? Hunt like, yeah. Like, and, and now we've gone past that point and now we've got all of these other choices. And that could be why so many people are like miserable today. Like for, force a life on me and that's the life I live and I'll be kind of okay with it. But now I chose 
what I want to do as a career. I chose to some extent where I want to stay and you, you choose who you want to marry and you choose all of these things. But you like overall, you're less happy than you would have been yeah. if, if they were just forced on you. Well, I'm not saying we should have forced marriages or anything. Like, <laughs> I, I, think, I think those are interesting... Um, arranged marriage. Interesting arrangements to have. Hey? I was yeah. talking to a friend like two weeks ago probably and there are people in their... They're approaching their 30s now and they've not had any relationships whatsoever. And now they want to... I asked him... I mean, you're talking... This is a good friend, so you're talking like straight talking. <laughs> and... It's like, would you, suppose you reach 40 and there's still no one, would you be willing to enter into like a arrangement? Like she knows what she's entering into. She's getting, because he's a, an engineer and like a very nice guy, just pursuing other goals for so long. And now it's difficult to um, reverse and, and look for like love, basically. Oh. Would, would you be willing to enter into a, an agreement with someone and tell them, listen, this is what's going on. Like, I've got money. I know you need money. And you, like, I find you attractive and mildly interesting. Do you want to get married? And, like, I want kids as well. Or that, that, that's something you discussed before. And she says, yeah, I want to do this, but I want two kids. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, that's fair, but I want, um, I want to have sex every Thursday. And then she says, that's fair. But I want to go to a restaurant and I want to go overseas yes. once a year. Isn't that what every marriage is already? Do you think, do you think that's what it comes yeah, down to? Yeah. I think ultimately, like, isn't every interaction between any two people like kind of like a, kind of a game where, where you... That's, do you know game theory? Yeah. I love game theory. Super interesting. I have to read up on it way more. Uh, it's super interesting. Yeah, and yeah. I think if you know a bit about game theory and you start to see game theory being played out in every simple, small interaction, uh, if you start to notice that, it blows your mind. Yeah. No, I, and I, I mean, like, if, if you're conscious about it, you'll see it in everything. If you're not, you won't. But yeah, I think it's just less obvious and conscious in a marriage, maybe. Yeah. More subconscious. Still conscious but, but, in a way, but, but, but like it's, subconscious. Not you think those principles are still at play? I, I definitely do. Yeah. I think everyone trades. It's it's the way yeah. we've been. Like, well, I'm a pro evolution person, so I'd say like that's the way we evolved. Yeah. So you know? I mean, we we were talking about this actually at that that very same evening. We were talking about this concept of trading, and I mean, if you look at us as a system, right? If you want to optimize the system, it might be at a point where everyone lives completely for the other. So you care a lot about other people and you live completely for them, right? But then what happens is if one of the nodes in the system realizes, you know what, I can take as well. I don't, I don't need, then for that node, the optimal decision is to start taking, right? So then that node starts taking. Now, if, if you have all of those nodes with this inclination, then all of them will just start taking for themselves. And then it's just like pure competition. I believe we, as you, like we sit somewhere between this, like two extremes, basically. So we, it's, it's not useful to live completely for the other, but to live to like just in this transaction, to just take as much as I can is also not optimal. Yeah. So you need to basically look at the system as a whole and look at how do I see other people? Like, where are they on this taking versus giving thing? Yeah. And that dictates to some extent how you should, like the optimal way to, to live your life to some extent. Like how much do I give 
and how much do I take for, because you need to you need to sometimes take for yourself Yo. in order to give later dude I, f- I think this brings me to another topic oh, brings us to another topic um we're discussing we, a lot today yeah like we, we're burning there's so many topics yeah no it is but good it's fine. because there's, there's I enjoy it definitely and there's never um it's not like we're gonna run out of things yeah. i mean just look at what's yeah. out there right there's th- that's what's so cool about the the concept of onto something like we're just gonna we're just gonna jump from there's thing to thing there's thing, always yeah. another thing to be onto the thing i, w- I was thinking about was s- selfish giving yeah okay and i think I think you can split all people in, into people that realize they're selfish and try to do good with their selfishness. Yeah. And people trying to fight being selfish. Okay. So people ignorant. By, by, so people ignorant of this. Being good is can't be the same thing. I, I assume you in the first as selfishness. Yeah. No. No. I'll be honest about it. Yeah. But yeah, I no, think that, there's two. So like, I think there's. But, but okay. Let, let me say it in another way. There's people that believe selfishness can be um can, selfishness can exist in your mind at the, at the same time as helping people and these people that believe that you can't have selfishness in you and help, help people at the same time yeah i like the term that you use selfish giving like that that described it very accurately to me like it's you, you're, you're doing it for other people but you're getting you're yeah, getting something you out of it. You're getting, if you, even if you know that you're in the like plus with that person, they they have a I owe you one exactly. for later. Yeah. Still, that gives you some hope for later. Whatever that gives you, you yeah, always yeah. get something out of whatever you give someone. Yeah, you know? it's, it's very difficult to have to have like a selfless very act. Difficult. Like how do you? It 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 ties in with. Um, I mean, I know you into trading and shares and things as well. So there was this um, article by, so the, the classic theory by Milton Friedman, I believe, was um, this thing of share, like shareholder, the shareholders are the only priority of the company. They have no obligation to uh, community, to environment, that there's, no, there's no obligation there. That's, that's not why, you don't start a company yeah. to help the environment. Then, yeah. then you start like an environmental th- movement. Yeah, yeah. You start a company because you think you've got a way to make profits. Yeah. This was his thinking. And then within that, you can help the environment. But it's exactly this point of what you just mentioned. You're helping them. Self, self, to so, show so, sort of, but your name. Exactly. To, be, but, to show you're the good guy. Exactly. But you're getting your branding yeah, out there. Yeah. You can say, this is what ad, we did. Doing ads. When, when, if you clean yeah. up the environment, it's, it's just a new form of doing ads. Yeah. So you clean up the environment. Now you approach a country next and they've heard what you've just done for, um, like you've just saved 10 penguins um, on melting icebergs. Dude, that's Elon Musk again. Yeah. Just this week. I saw like someone tweeted at, at Elon Musk and they said like there's this problem with um, turtles dying, whatever. And it was like, cool, SpaceX in that region will take care of it. Exactly. And, and, and that's an ad. Like, I mean, it costs him something in money, but like he doesn't care about money. He's the richest guy in the world. So like, <laughs> no, it, it, but it's an ad. So he's doing ads yeah. by being a nice guy he's getting free ads because now, the whole world. now, like now the, someone will write an article on that they will there's probably already a few articles yeah. like um, Elon Musk Blogs or Elon Musk yeah. tweets he's gonna save the turtles of Sao Paulo they're already like, dead actually but oh really yeah, so, so he, t- he tweets that he does it not with the intent the, the 
no soul intention, intention of getting an ad out, but it's also not selfless. Yeah. Like he, you wouldn't have just given money behind the scenes to save turtles necessarily. Exactly. Um, on the previous thing I said about like people that think you can't do selfish giving, I think they're, they're generally missing out on a lot of opportunities. Because if you if you if you start to realize how much you can get out of giving, you yeah. would give more. Yeah. So I think a lot of people that wants to be selfless actually ends up oh, actually giving, less, out so much. giving less than selfish people. That is a very interesting theory. So once huh? you start giving, you think you realize if, the value of that you, to such a large extent. If you, if you think selfishly like about everything that you give, what, what in total can I get out of this? Yeah. Of the process of the interaction with this person and the long haul, whatever. What can I get out of giving him a sip of my coke, whatever? Yeah. If you think about it critically like that, you always get more if you give. So, like, if you think about it selfishly, you end up giving more than the selfish people. That well, is that's very, my perception currently. That is very in interesting. In general. Yeah, it's no, not always I, the case. But, like, I would say in general, that's what I'm observing. And that's why people, I mean, a lot of um, spiritual leaders and religions in general have this theme of giving at its very core like serving and giving because that's where happiness lies yeah it's it's very um we we're gonna sound like a south african education podcast now but it's this concept of um you know ubuntu right <laughs> do you know what ubuntu means i can't remember ubuntu means i am because you are wow that's cool and that's that's the sort of thing so because i can because i can acknowledge you as a person i am a person and i am yeah, so yeah, yeah. so by, wow. by serving you, I am becoming as well. That, that, that's Deep basically, stuff, the, dude. Yeah, that, that's yeah. basically the concept you just described there. And I mean, whether you look at this, you're saying deep stuff now, but whether you look at this from a um, spiritual perspective or whether you look at this from an economic game theory perspective, the, the answers are the same. The, the, the way you, do, you get to the, the um, outcome differs, but the answer is the same. Like, I, I, I had this discussion, so... That's why I'm a bit tired today. I talked with my um, dad and stepmom and stepbrother last night until like one in the evening on topics like this. Like giving is at, at the very core of who we are, right? And when you look at something like... Um, I'd say that's because being social is quite... Yeah, it's, of, it's at the very core of who we are. So when you look at um, all of these like various um, spiritualities and religions and things. The one thing that constantly comes through is like giving and you will like, you will be happy. Like that's giving you'll receive. Or exactly. There's a lot of that. In yeah. A, a lot of that um, being, being carried through. And I think um, if, if you approach your life in that way, it instantly changes a lot. As you said, like you just thought you can't interact with someone without giving something yeah no i think that's i think that's a fair statement i, I do agree with that because w whether it's some of your time or your attention or whether it's actual like there's there is a little bit that's being spent yeah. and i mean you, you if you if you spend on the people around you they like it, it comes back to you it's it's like that's that's the beauty of the the node and like or the the process that it turns, it turns itself to some extent. Yeah. Like yeah. you, you, you get these 
But then suppose still you've got that broken node. I, I mean, I think there are people like that. That only want to take. Who only want to take. Sure, but they, they don't have, they, don't, they have terrible lives generally. I think so too. Because they will always have less than people giving. Yeah. No, well, less in what sense though? Because they might have more in terms of men. I would say actually less in objective fulfillment. Yeah. Or purpose oh, yeah. or success. Like what? However you measure that. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I mean that's that's why. And that's you. You only all of us. We only interact with people we know we can get something from. And yeah. It seems so selfish saying that, but I mean that's the way it works yeah. to to be social with anyone, to interact with anyone. You have to give and take. That's the game we play in game theory. But so, that's why you need to live your life in a way that when people interact with you and they walk away from interacting with you, they feel like I've been treated, I've won. Because it can happen for two people to have an interaction to walk away after that. Both and winning. to both feel like they've, Yo, they've won. Exactly. I think that's the perfect friendship. Is, is if you can be like, what's the word? Like a... Um, like a parasite. Like a parasite, but like a mutual... What do you call that? Yeah, like a, the, I mean, the two mutual parasites. Yeah, yeah. So both are getting something from each other, but both are, or both are giving something to each other, but both are getting enough that they're gaining more than they give. Yes, yes, They yes. don't mind losing whatever they're giving up to get the thing they want. Yeah. And um, that's that's game theory again, to be honest. It's though yin, it's kind of yin yang. So like maybe you only need ten percent of this and ninety percent of that. And I need the opposite. I need ninety percent of that, ten percent of that. We'll have the perfect like relationship you know what you just made me think of there yeah there's so many board games built around this principle like if you think of like Catan yeah that's basically that interaction like I've I've got a bunch of wood but I'm (laughs) looking for someone who can give me some stone (laughs) and that's maybe why these games are so popular right because you Mm. you, it's such a nice way of simulating life to some extent yeah that's so that's so well said because i just wanted to say that's life life is playing the game you don't have to play the game but you're never gonna win but you're not gonna have a life yeah like playing the game is life those social interactions playing those games with everyone else that's life you don't have to play it but you want to have a life you want to have a fun time then that is your i think this is we've we've gone deep deep now and i really like it yeah, so I mean, uh, luckily we've saw we've solved the meaning of life on our very first episode. <laughs> so I mean, after, after this, it can it can only go upwards. Um, <laughs> from here on, it can only get better. Um, Thanks a lot for that chat, and I think it was a very insightful one, and we hope you enjoyed listening to us. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you on another episode of Onto Something. Let us know what you want us to be onto next. <laughs>